Welcome to our second podcast. I'm Ruthie. And I'm Emily. And we are both so excited to be back once again and kind of kind of um, approach like a topic that's kind of difficult, we feel like, in general. So thank you for joining. Welcome, and thanks for listening to What's the Point, where we discuss and you decide. Stay tuned for a new episode dropped every Wednesday. Yeah, I have to say that the countdown on the recording device we're using is a little nerve-wracking, but oh well. Yeah, I personally kind of like it. It gives me time to like collect my thoughts. It's kind of like the meditational deep breathing. You're just like, <sighs> anyways, I mean, I we're would... what? <laughs> I would honestly do five seconds of deep breathing. I feel like before I started talking, every time I would make so much more sense. No, you wouldn't. That would just not work. I feel like that just would not work. I don't know. I feel but like that would be normal. Nonetheless, that's just not something you're ever going to do. So we'll just forget about that whole idea. Hey, <laughs> lack of belief in me. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, I believe in you for so many things, but that is just a little far-fetched. Okay. So we're on here to talk about a really big topic, but a topic that needs to be discussed and answered, and that is what is the point of of life in general. Mm-hmm. It's something I think we're both actually extremely passionate about. And it's funny because before we started this, we debated what name to to go with, like what's the point of life or whatever. And I wasn't sure at first. And then Emily's like, well, but this is really broad. And when I thought about it, I was like, well, we, I do know the point of life. And Emily knows the point of life. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's a question everyone asks themselves at at I think various points in their life, you kind of you kind of step back from your life and you ask, "What is the point of life? Why am I on this earth? What am I doing here?" And there is an answer to that question. And some people have found it, some people don't find it, and that's honestly a lot of why we have such a high suicide rate. Um, yeah, it's it's something that does need to be discussed, and it needs to be discussed with people that can discuss it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of one of those topics that's a little scary because it's like, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's so much scary as it's like, well, I know what the point of life is. And then there's like, you know, cause, because because of fundamentals that I was like raised with, it seems so simple to me in certain areas, even though there was, I would say, a pretty long span actually recently where I was like, have I lost like my focus for like, or like my, I should say my hope for a future. And I know that sounds mm-hmm. really bleak, especially coming from someone that's just way too young to be saying that. But it was, you know, it's like, it's almost like you look at it and you're like, do I even want a future? So I think that some of it is, it's like, okay, you have to have purpose. You needed to know what your purpose is, why you were created in the first place and, and how you function as a human, like actually how were you made to exist? Yeah. There's a broad, there's a broad answer to this question. And then there's a lot of small things that fall under it. And I think that the Mm -hmm. broad answer Um, let me know if you agree with this, but I think the broad answer is Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And Jesus is life. And he is the reason we exist. Every knee is going to bow to him. Philippians, um, two says, and, uh, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so that's why we're here to glorify him. But in that, 
uh, are so many different facets. Like we have different giftings. We have different callings. We have different um, walks in life. But that is the big umbrella of why I'm here is um, because of him. I mean, because you can't, you actually can't really live without it. You can survive this physical lifespan that you're given. This like, I wouldn't say like kind of like a testing grounds. Like you can survive and be a, like, you know, physically breathing the whole time, but you're not really alive because it's, it's like when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's like all of a sudden you realize, wait, this feels like the first time I've ever seen color. And I remember, mm-hmm. I remember when that happened to me and I was just in this position of like, so shocked at how blind I had been and how like how much I had not really felt like I was breathing, if that even makes sense. But just like how shut down my my world and my mind and my heart and my emotions had been versus when when I got infilled with Jesus. And I was like, wait, even as a Christian, I was like, wait, hold up. This is like life. This is like this is life. For- well, what you what you're saying there that it's like breathing is, you know, spirit means breath and literally. And that's what like the word in the Greek and the Hebrew is breath. And so that's what it is. And it's breathing. It's the Holy spirit gives us the power to live like Jesus. It says um, in John, it says, as he is, so are we in this world. And that's through the power of the Holy spirit. Um, Yeah. So that's true meaning of life. And then it's interesting because then there's like, so we kind of, we figured out, you know, okay, this is the meaning of life. And then from there, it's like, why are there as a Christian, um, coming from a Christian viewpoint, why are there some days that are so bad? You know, people are like, I'm mm-hmm. so depressed today. Today is a horrible day. I am in such a bad headspace. There's all these phrases, all these catchphrases for when someone is not doing well or they don't feel like they're doing well. And it's like, why is that? Because that's something I I feel like I get asked fairly often is like, I'm in this place. What, how do I get out of it? And my answer for that is very simple because it's what's been taught to me and I've found to be incredibly effective is don't think that you have to fix yourself before you come to, into the presence of Jesus, before you come to Jesus. You come to yeah. Jesus as you are. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. there's this whole thing of come to Jesus as you are and stay as you are. No, come to Jesus no. as you are and let him meet you there. And that way you can both start dealing with whatever's going on in your life. Because if you think you can fix it up without him, you're never going to, I promise. You can't. It's physically impossible. And then there's the other people who come to Jesus as they are and they think they get to stay as they are. And it's like, no, that's not the point either. Yeah. No, because <laughs> when you come to Jesus, he He demands, um, uh, in order to have a relationship with Jesus, we have to repent of our sin. And that's not a hard thing to do. Like that, it's, it's as simple as just confessing your sin and and believing his work on the cross to forgive you. And then you get to have a relationship with Jesus. And there's nothing better than that. Like there's no better feeling than coming away free from something that you struggle with and an encounter with Jesus. It, there's, it's, there's literally nothing better. I can't even describe like it's such a euphoric feeling. Yeah, it's almost like imagine, I don't know how to explain it. It's like if you had built something and it had the ability to malfunction and you have the ability to tell, like, to fix it, to just put it right back together and, yeah. and into perfect order where it was like brand new. And it just, and you, and you couldn't, you were being restrained from that. How annoying that would be. It's just like, I, I made you, I know how you work. I know how you think. I know how you feel. I know how you function. I know, I know every single aspect of this situation and how to fix it literally with the most simple little touch. And then it's, it's, I can't even imagine 
what that must feel like to God to be looking and being like, just why? Like, yeah. why, why are you letting me fix you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're such stubborn beings. We just don't know the like we we literally are sheep. We're just stupid. And we don't let the creator of our soul and the creator of our mind and our body and our heart um just create us to be who he wanted us to be originally. Um yeah. and it takes it takes uh it take it does take a willing heart, but it really just takes that time spent with Jesus and just being like, yeah, I want what you have to give me. I, I want to give myself to you. It's because I remember reading this book. There's this book by Watchman Nee that I really love and it's called, um, um, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And I loved it. Love mm. that book. And I remember mm-hmm. reading it and having this revelation the one day when I was reading it and I was like probably 14 at the time when I was reading this book, uh, maybe older, but it seems like it's forever ago. And I was reading this book and all of a sudden I realized that there isn't a way to survive without the vine. The the branch is going to die. It is going to die. Like there's no other end conclusion without the vine. And then I I realized, I'm like, wait, that is exactly how it is. And it just clicked in such a practical sense in my head of realizing Mm -hmm. that I actually can't live. Like I cannot, I can't make it. And that I am going to slowly die. Yeah. For a little while, that life from the vine, that, that sap is still going to be in, in my veins for a while. That, that life is still going to reside there for a little bit, but it's dying and it's going to die. Yeah. And so I don't know that. Yeah. That's really stuck with me for a long time realizing that like, this is it. This is, this is, that's my life source. Yeah. Yeah. He is our life source for sure. So, you know, that's kind of the big sense of life, but you know, there are practical ways to um, approach life that just give a lot of joy and, um, you know, in the spiritual sense, we need to be spending time with Jesus, but like, what's like, if you ask yourself, what's the point of life is, are you doing what are you doing and living out your calling of what God wants you to do? And as far as like a practical sense. Yeah. But then there's the question, Emily, of like, what is my calling? You know, because that's been asked even so many times, like, well, how do I know what my calling is? Like, you know, Right. Well, it's, and, and again, you can really like get down to like a super simple method of it or not a method, but a super simple approach and just be like, it's, uh, love God, love mercy, do justly walk humbly. Like you can just really crush it at life by just doing simple things well and just being faithful where you're at. Like, and I know, you know, there's, we get to, we get to look at all of the disciples and as a disciple, you know, as I'm a disciple of Jesus or I'm a disciple, you know, you know, whatever, when you look at the disciples and how they lived and what their mission was, then you get to ask yourself the second question, where do I fall in place with like, like, what is my mission? Because there's a mission because there's mm-hmm. actually a supernatural yeah. aspect to all of this, where there's like the kingdom of light and there's the kingdom of darkness and you're not yes. in the middle. There's one with the other. And so right. it's like, okay, identifying that I am a part of the kingdom of light. What part, like, what's my part? You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, you can actually think of it in a very, like, very much so in like an allegory sense of like, how does a kingdom work? You know, mm-hmm. how does an empire yeah. work? You know, how does, how does that, the whole, like, even the ranking thing, the what's needed and all that, and that changed, yeah. like, everything for me. Yeah, the kingdom mentality is something that we really need to get back to. 
And I feel like, um, I feel like we just lack it so much today. There's just a a spiritual apathy and even just an emotional apathy of just kind of doing the motions. But if we get in the head of a warrior, um, the warrior mentality, warrior has to be sharp. A warrior has to be strong. A warrior has to be quick on his feet and think. Um, a warrior is there for his fellow warriors. He's looking out for those around Mm -hmm. him. He's helping, he's obeying his command. He is, uh, doing so much practically that we could really take into our daily lives. Yeah, no, you, that's actually so true because even the, even the whole friendship aspect of like, there's so many different stories I've read about soldiers, you know, and every time I hear a story, cause I love, like, I love war movies. I love that kind of stuff so much. And I think some of the reason I do is because you see these stories of one man laying down his life for another. It actually makes me tear up thinking about it because it's like, I know you watch, you see this, this picture of these two people who are already giving their lives. Like the, the likelihood of either of them making it out is already so low. And Mm -hmm. within that, there's like, they've taken like you seeing someone take that next step to lay down their life literally and, and, and be okay with not even having that, you know, 5% chance of coming out of that is kind of insane. I think that's part of that scripture of like, there's no greater love than that a man lays down his life for his friend. It's yeah. I don't know. It's there's something so selfless in it that it's like my whole soul feels so warm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a, it's an analogy that the Bible uses a lot. Um, I'm just thinking of Ephesians six that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. And then it goes on to like define pieces of armor that we're supposed to be wearing. Mm-hmm. And then you go to second Timothy two, where it says thou therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And it, it yeah. says endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So it's going into um, warrior type analogies. And if we can get this mindset, um, we can crush it at life because this is the mindset that Jesus wants us to have is that we're facing each day as going into a battlefield um, in a sense that Jesus has fully equipped us for. Yeah. Yeah. He never sends us somewhere uh, unprepared or unprotected. And I don't mean that in the sense that there's never going to be battles that are lost or feel like you've lost, but it's that battles aren't, the uh, one battle isn't the war. And I think that's what Christians miss. At least I missed for years is I was like, I feel so defeated. Like I feel so completely defeated in this situation. I, I don't feel like I'm getting it. I don't know why I'm like, feel like I'm failing so bad. And then one mm-hmm. day I was talking with one of my, one of my friends and she was telling me, she's like, this isn't about really the battle. It's about the war. It's about the, it's about the whole the, picture. The it's- big picture. Yeah. It's like, it's the devil doesn't come to, to take a day. He doesn't come to take a week. He doesn't tell him, come to take a year. He comes to destroy your soul, to destroy you. To take a life. It's not, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not, it's not this one little picture of this moment or this thing. And I think that's what Christians get so condemned about. So they're like, I did this wrong, or I did this wrong, or I had this bad week, or I had this bad attitude, or I, I feel like I fell in this area of this. And it's like, get back up. That's, that's the answer. It's like a righteous man falls down again down, but he gets back up again. It's not, yeah. you know, that's yep. what a right man is that he has this, this ability and the strength to say, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah. yeah. So true. I was at um, a church I visited yesterday and the pastor said something that really stood out to me. He said, if God takes you out of, um, no, if Satan can't win the battle for your soul, 
then he will try mm-hmm. to take you out of the battle for souls. And yes, that is- that's, he's going to try, he, he can't actually, I, I actually, we're not going to like obviously get into this, but I do believe that when Jesus saves you and you're walking with him, you're not going to lose your salvation, but Satan can cripple you to a point where you cannot, you literally cannot function as a warrior. And that's our job is to, is to be on guard against that and to stay sharp and to um, stay close to Jesus and not mm-hmm. allow him to take us out of the battle for souls. Yeah. And then it's interesting because within that battle for souls, which I strongly now, I'm, I don't really care if someone disagrees or not because they're, they're going to be wrong because this is scriptural. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> strongly believe that Jesus has called every single person to be a soul winner. And I know that that looks very different yes. depending on the person, but there's no person that's not called to reach lost people. And it's interesting because even in the end of Matthew, he says, basically, all this power I give to you in heaven and earth. And then he says, go, therefore, and teach all nations, you know, baptizing them and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and teaching them the things that I've taught you. And so mm-hmm. it's like within that calling, within that that broad calling that each one of us has, there's no person as a Christian that can say, I'm not called to reach the lost. That's not that's not scriptural. As a Christian, you are. You know what I mean? You are called to reach the lost. And so it's like, yeah, that can be in a smaller or a larger field. I don't care. It's just that, well, that, that you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, some people are called to reach their yeah. children. That's that lost person. You know what I mean? I'm not, that's what I mean by it's, it's not about where so much or who is the fact that you're doing it. And I mean, like, well, you're, you're, if you're excited, if you're excited about something, you are going to talk about it. And so Really, if you're not excited about Jesus, then you're not going to talk about him. But if you're excited about Jesus, no matter who you are, no matter what personality type you have, no matter what spiritual gifting you have, you are going mm-hmm. to talk about Jesus. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're going you're going to reach people because there's no such thing as as being filled with Jesus and having what He had and not being able to be noticed. You know what I mean? Like you will be noticed because you're going to stand out. And I don't mean this whole thing of like, you need to do all these things to stand out. I mean, you're going to stand out. You know what I mean? You're going to have things that you do or things that you say or a way that you look or a way that you, your automatic nature replies to things that is going to stand out to the world in general. And you're going to get mocked. You're going to get abused. You're going to get spit on. You're going to get persecuted. That's promised to us. Actually, it says all who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So it is what it is. So suck it up. Like, and actually you can count it all joy. Like that's what, that's what we get to do. I feel like the disciples, this is kind of like not off topic, but a little bit, but like, I feel like the disciples were (laughs) almost like made a joke, like not a joke, but they were almost like, who's going to die what way? Like their attitude. Like that's how I feel like sometimes when I read the New Testament. I'm like, they had this attitude about like, well, I'm going to die this way. Or like, you know, even like in the garden, they're like, you know what? I'm never going to leave you. You know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And he's just like, what a fool. Like, not like what a fool, but kind of like. <laughs> are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like what an adolescent person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing. Um, huh? It's kind of crazy because I was in church years ago when I was a kid and there was somebody that was like really good with ages. And apparently, now I could totally be wrong. I don't, I don't, and it's fine. But apparently the, the disciples, like the oldest one was like maybe 30 and there was some of them like all the way down into their teens. Really? Interesting. That's what he said. Like when he did. Yeah, and I'd love long. to know. It's something I'd love to know. That'd be super interesting to know. Um, 
I, I think life expectancy wasn't very long back then, so it would make sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so if you're listening and you um, are asking yourself, what's the point to life, then just go to Jesus and ask him why you're here. And he created you. He knows you the best and he loves you the most. So clear it up with him. On that note, as I, cause I know we're going to end this podcast very soon here. If there is anyone listening to this podcast that, that does have questions, that does have, um, does have needs that does want to talk, need to talk to somebody that does need to open up about stuff that doesn't have anyone that can listen. Um, mm-hmm. or just need someone to pray for them or someone to care for them. Honestly, my doors are always open and I, I sincerely mean that from the absolute depths of my soul. And I know Emily's are. So yeah, don't hesitate. Sure. I mean, that. don't hesitate to reach out because I do know that sometimes there isn't, people do feel really alone. And, um, I get that there's seasons of that, but I also do know that that's why God gives us this family so that way we can be there for each other. So yeah. And the bravest, the bravest people reach out. Like it, it takes courage to reach out. And takes um, <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, you know, think about that when you're considering that. <laughs> so thanks for listening guys. Um, I yeah. hope you enjoyed this. This was kind of a, a deep convo, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I was going to say like, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Like, I know well, but anyways, what? I know that we're <laughs> loving it, but I'm always like, so <laughs> anyways. Yeah. You know what? If nobody likes it, it's okay. It was a really inspiring conversation for me. So me too. Boom. Anyways. Well, love y'all. We'll dip now Bye. and Thank see you, you next listening. week. Bye. Yeah. Bye.